0: what's cracking big dogs welcome bike to the channel this is the headquarters my name is nicholas as you can see on the screen i'm maneuvering all the video stuff around a little bit this is big dogs gotta eat b d g e fantasy football and it's thirsty thursday every thursday we are hitting y'all with a mock draft done on the number one platform in all of the world the entirety of the world okay that's underdog fantasy and as you can see me doing this little dance up here, a little fucking finger point dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can follow those instructions right there to download the Underdog Fantasy app, which is linked in the bio. And you can come draft with me. I put these drafts into our Discord channel, which you could join via patreon.com slash B-D-G-E. And then everyone joins and we could draft together. I am drafting from the 111, and this is going to be an interesting position for me. Because we just heard the news about Miles Sanders and I went a little bit more in depth on the Miles Sanders whole ting ting week to week ting yesterday. So if you want to watch that video and hear my thoughts on Miles Sanders, y'all can go do so by going bike to my channel and watching that video. So I'm at the 111, which means Miles Sanders is probably going to drop to me. I joined a slow draft, didn't I? I joined a slow draft. What in tarnation? What does tarnation even mean? I just think it's funny when people say that shit. I think I joined a slow draft by accident. Is this not a slow draft? Is this not a fast draft? What is this? I thought the fast was fast. Entry pick clock is four hours. Pick clock is 30 seconds. Sorry, guys. If you want to do a fast draft, you want to click the ones with the little Bs, uh, without the orange clock here. That was an issue. Okay, so maybe I won't be clicking from the 111. We're going to restart this up, and we need to fill this one. Okay, now I will repaste this into the discord. I'm sorry. This video is an absolute shit show. I promise we'll get it together. Maybe you want to skip forward like 13 seconds because I'm going to post this in the discord. Okay, we are on. We are bike. Throw it into the discord. Hopefully we get enough people to draft with us. We got four. We got five. We got six. We got seven. Look at the clout. Bitch, this is fame, not clout. Drake, let them know what it's about. We got nine. We got 10. We're waiting for three people. Okay, so we don't have 10. We have nine. I'm a fraud. I'm a farce. Okay, so once this fills up, this will be a 12 team, $3, $3 mock draft, half PPR. For those y'all that are new to best ball, it is a little bit of a different format, but drafting is where you prepare for your fantasy football drafts. You get all the good value because people are actually drafting with $3 in their account, meaning they are taking it very, 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 very seriously. Okay, we're almost filled. Oh, we are filled. Waiting for one more person. Let's go. Okay, so this is half PPR. There's only quarterbacks, there's only running backs, there's only wide receivers, and there are only tight ends filled, or, or positionally filled, okay? What this software does is it starts the best players at each position each week, okay? So it's one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, and one flex play, okay? So it's a little bit different than a normal draft, but players are all still being picked around the same spot. I have the 109, half PPR, again, one quarterback league. If you have not already signed up for Underdog Fantasy, what are you doing? Literally, what are you doing with your life besides probably a lot of progressive, uh, productive things that you should be doing instead of doing fantasy football mock drafts? But for real, UnderdogFantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy app, which is in Google and iOS, and I will link that down below so it's easier for you to get there. And once you deposit 10 bucks on there, there's going to be a little page that says, oh, referral, referral page or partner code or whatever. It's going to look like this. Okay, not good with this software still, but you'll see something that looks like this. And just throw BDGE into the partner code page, and that will let me know that y'all like these drafts. Let's talk mock drafts. The 101 Christian McCaffrey, Saquon, we're not getting cute with it. I'm sitting there at the 109, and we talked about Miles Sanders for a while in yesterday's video. So if you want my update on how I think about Miles Sanders now with this supposed week-to-week injury, let's, let's hop on Twitter to see if there are any updated news. That happened about an hour ago, and uh, I'm filming this on Wednesday. So anything that we hear overnight will be news to grapple with after this draft has happened. So we'll see how the running back things go off. And a lot of the times I've been preaching going running back early and running back often, first two rounds, maybe the first three rounds. So every time I draft with people in my audience, which is what these videos tend to be, everyone just rips off all the players that I like. And it's really unfortunate. I really hope Clyde Edwards-Hilaire falls to me here, but I know he's not gonna. And no, he did not. So I'm sitting here at the 109 and there's Miles Sanders. I'm not going to take him because I literally just talked about how the injury could be a problem. So we are going to fade Miles Sanders here. We still want a running back. Okay, my laundry is done. I'm a dirty motherfucker and I probably should get that. But we're going we're gonna to pile through and we're going to let it sit there in it's wet staunchiness. You know, it's a staunchy taking Joe Mixon at the 110 or the 109. You really hate to see it. It's not something that I want to do, but it's not a super flex league. It's not a tight end premium league, and I want my running bike. So the problem with Miles Sanders, I'm not going to go in depth because, again, I went in depth in yesterday's video. I'm not even going to, we're going to go with fucking 13 straight running back. I, I'm done drafting with you guys. I'm done drafting with people in my audience. I can never play. I can never get the guys I want. I can never draft the team that I like because I end up convincing you that the guys I like, y'all should like, and then you take them from me and it makes me sad. And everybody in the Miles Sanders video yesterday was like, Nick, you look really, 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 really sad and really stressed out. One of those things was true. I was sad. I didn't want to see Miles Sanders get hurt. I might have cried a little bit, but I was not stressed out. I was in the middle of working out when the news dropped. So Nick or Austin Eckler, please drop to me. So um, so it looked like I was stressed out. I was red. I was looking like a little fucking tomato. I'm also like pretty pasty. All right. So when like I start exercising or when it gets hot or something, my face gets red. Get over it. Count Chocula. Okay. Twitter. Let's see. Uh, doesn't look like anything new on Miles Sanders. So the problem I have with Miles Sanders is this. Wow. They didn't take any running backs, which leaves me with Nick Chubb sitting there at the 204, leaves me with Miles Sanders sitting there at the 204. I know all you guys, all you guys want me to take Miles Sanders right now. So you could be like, Nick, what the fuck? Everything you said yesterday, you're full of shit. And you know what? I'm not going to let you dictate the way I draft, but I'm going to take Nick Chubb. Sanders. Okay. Injury optimism is the realest thing since... This Gatorade flavor being the best flavor on the market. Don't care if it's zero sugar, zero calories. Glacier Cherry, zero Gatorade is hands down the goat. And if you think otherwise, unsubscribe. On the real. Miles Sanders was considered weak. They said he's week to week. That is what concerns me. We're midway through August and they tell me it's week to week. If it was day to day, of course, I'd feel a lot better about it. But it, it it's clockwork. Every summer we start hearing guys later in the summer later in august that are week to week and you know what that means they're probably entering the year at less than 100 which puts them at a very very high disadvantage a very much higher i'm just fucking peeling off words here i know it doesn't make sense but you're going to understand the intention behind what i'm saying a much higher rate of re-injuring if you step on the football field and you are not as healthy as the other guys on the football field you will get destroyed okay so with cam newton last year we see with sterling Shepard. we see it with fucking everybody that steps on the field at less than 100% gives himself a very, very high re-injury risk. Okay, so that is my problem with Miles Sanders right now. We don't have a lot of info, so I'm not going to jump to optimistic viewpoints. I don't care that a beat reporter saw Miles Sanders in shorts and says, oh, he looks fine. Someone says he's week to week and some random fucking guy is going to come out here and just tell me he looks fine. He'll be ready for week one. Yeah, you know what? Fucking sit on it. Sorry, As you can see I get emotional about talking about Miles Sanders. So for right now, all we can do is draft based off the information at hand. Thus I have changed my rankings in the draft guide, which you can grab through monkeyknifefight.com. use promo code BDGE when you deposit 10 bucks, you'll get the draft guide. I move Miles Sanders down my rankings because if I was drafting right now, at this moment, as you see, I would not be taking Miles Sanders at the 107, the 108, the 109 anymore. I'd like other running backs that aren't hurt. I know I took Nick Chubb, but a concussion is a different type of hurt. 90% of maybe not 90%, but like 75% of players end up going through the concussion protocol in a week or less, or a week or fewer days, okay? So, um, or like a week and a half or fewer, I should say. So Nick Chubb, I'm not worried about Nick Chubb's week one status, okay? So Nick Chubb and Joe Mixon, those are my, my starters, my running backs that I will rely heavily on to get me my RB1 points. Now is when we can get... little frisky now is when we can start targeting the wide receivers here and I love picking at the back half of the round you guys have not watched the fade the public video yet which comes out tomorrow and me and snacks and animals big money home league we uh we had a randomizer for our draft order I ended up with the 110 this is breaking news I'm actually spilling the fucking beans right now so anyone that's in our e-town get down league that watches my videos which is probably zero people you're going to be pissed that I spilled it but tomorrow's video and fade the public uh, the little vlog portion that we end up putting out before the actual sit down at the table, we always do a little vlog each week, was watching our randomized or draft spots being picked. That is a 10 team league. So I was ecstatic about the 110 because I was like, oh, I'm going to be able to get Miles Sanders. Not the case anymore. Well, we'll see. We'll see. The draft is a while away. We always draft on Labor Day Monday. So here's what we're saying. So I've, I've talked about going running back, running back early. And I'm really glad I didn't get an early pick in the draft this year because that becomes increasingly difficult when you have the 1-1, 1-2, 1-3. Maybe it only seems that way because I'm drafting against people in my audience and you guys take running backs at a ridiculously early rate. Uh, maybe in home and money leagues like uh, or home and family leagues, a lot you'll see a lot of drafts like this where it's Chris Godwin, DeAndre Hopkins, and the quarterbacks and stuff going early, which will be good. But if you're really early in the draft and you do get to the 2-10, 11 2-12 spot, You'll see people start reaching up for Carson, James Conner, Jonathan Taylor. Like, these are guys that I just can't get on board with. I know you guys saw a literal slow motion video of Jonathan Taylor trucking a guy while defenses cannot even play defense. They're not allowed to hit. Guys, 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 guys. If there's anything to take away from Twitter clips during preseason training camps, it's that You don't take anything away from Twitter clips during preseason training camp, okay? So we're sitting here at the 3-9, and the top quarterbacks are off the board, Mahomes and Lamar. This is where I would target them in a one-quarterback league. We have the top two tight ends off the board. So this is where I'm starting to look at um, the wide receivers, and we're about to run out of time. So I'm going to go with Juju. I think we're going to get a bounce back from Juju. I think that... I think that I probably panicked, and I should use the Q button a little bit more there because I always talk to you guys, and I lose my train of thought, and then I get suckered into taking Juju at the three nine. I'm not mad about Juju. I think he's in. I think he's going to be fine. Bounce back here, getting back into the slot with Big Ben. Uh, This will be a nice tandem of Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith Schuster. I have very very few shares of Big Ben as my quarterback. Luckily, you can get him very late in drafts, and. Um, I like to diversify the revenue, as you guys know. If I know I'm not picking a guy too often, I love to uh, make sure that I am grabbing a few shares of him. So I'll probably stack Big Ben later on in the draft with Juju. I love to stack in best ball drafts. Raise the ceiling. You're trying to win this damn league. I tweeted this out about Robert Woods too. I really like that pick at 310. I I, I, feel, I feel like that's really where he should be getting picked, even though we're starting to get spoiled. We're starting to get used to these guys Robert Woods being at the back half of the fourth round the early fifth round like those days are gonna be over very quickly and I love that Gurley Melvin Gordon David Johnson are going off the board you guys know that I don't like Leonard Fournette but I'll take him here if he falls to me at the 4-4 even though I know Top Dog is gonna snipe him up I've been in some drafts with Top Dog I think I don't know the name sounds familiar I feel like he's got one running back so he's going to shoot for Leonard Fournette because he's like the only tier that seems even remotely draftable at this point maybe he goes with Amari Cooper I don't know we're gonna put Fournette in the queue Hey, that was a good pick with Mark Andrews, actually. I really like that. Okay, so Fournette, guys, as much as I hate as much as I hate players, like I'm fine. When you start to weigh the pros and cons of players, the amount of volume that Fournette can get versus, you know, them maybe sitting him, them not giving him any of the passing work, cause Jay Gruden's there with Chris Thompson. Like there's there's a spot to pick every guy. And Leonard Fournette seems to be a guy that I won't completely fade. In the fourth round, now we stack up Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, Leonard Fournette. Between those three guys, we're gonna get a shitload of volume. A shit load. I'm not really sure why that phrase is like a popular phrase. What does that even mean? A shit load. Sometimes people poop, do little small poops. Makes no fucking sense. Makes no sense at all. I'm not gonna use the word shit load anymore. They're gonna get a what's it like a what's a synonym for a lot? They're gonna get a copious level of volume. My running backs. Okay, so I really like that, and that also gives you leverage not to have to draft late round running backs when you want to be hitting on those wide receivers later in drafts, like even, I mean, not even these mid rounds, but we're getting like the, the 10th, 11th round. I want guys like Deshaun Jackson. I want guys like Brandon Ayuk. I want guys like Nikhil Harry, Alan Lazard, Michael Pittman Jr. Like those are the guys I want. But if I already have four four wide receivers, six wide receivers by that point, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'll just take a shitty running back that's probably going to do shit for me and not get a shitload of volume. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be, i keep it 99 because I'd be lying sometimes. I love saying that. Who's yelling at me on the Twitter gram? Robert Woods tweet I put out. I hate that I have to keep moving these up and down. I'm just gonna put this all the way in the corner up there. So make sure you follow those directions if you want to sign up. I'm gonna put the big dogs' socials up there. So make sure you follow me there if you fucking care whatsoever. If that what I have to say. And we'll go back to Twitter. So I tweeted this out about Robert Woods, and I think the three ten is not off the board for picking. Him. I, I'm pretty sure I took him at the three twelve or four one last year in a ten team league. But I tweeted this out about Robert Woods because people always talk about Woods being a floor play, all right, A floor play. This is what I tweeted out before about injury optimism. Players who became week to week midway through August last year, August 15th or later, but their injuries were, quote unquote, not considered to be serious and would assuredly be ready for week one. Cam Newton, Nikhil Harry, Jordan Reed, Darius Guys, Anthony Miller, Kiki QT. Beautiful. Robert Woods, 1,376 yards from scrimmage in 2018, 1,249 yards from scrimmage in 2019 in just 15 games. So, he would have been over 1,300 yards in back-to-back seasons. Some guys that have never had over 1,200 yards from scrimmage or have done it once in their career. Kenny G, zero. Cooper Cup, zero. Amari Cooper, zero. Stefan Diggs, zero. Tyler Lockett, zero. Jarvis Landry, once. Keenan Allen, once. A-Rob, once. Devontae Adams, once. We talk about Woods being a floor play, but he puts up sneaky rushing numbers. 115 rushing yards last year, 150 the year before. Sean McVay and these Rams offensive plays – run through the wide receivers and a lot of them end up running the wide receivers so woods has like a very underrated ceiling when it comes to yardage obviously the touchdowns are a concern for sure but uh i don't think we should only be looking at woods as like a as like an okay floor play case in point so who else we got this is like the the premier spot for wide receivers right here dj chark at the 4.9 ridley at the 4.11 Amari cooper falling all the way down the 4.12 huh that is that is something to behold. I wonder why he's falling. Did I miss a report or something? These wide receivers are going earlier and or earlier. We're getting the juice squeezed out of them. Okay, so I'm still looking at wide receivers here. Ertz is getting. Ertz keeps falling later and later too. I'm pretty sure I got him at like the six eleven in one of these drafts a little while ago. I just I don't know. I don't know real. I don't really have the big facts to back up why Ertz is not a popular pick this year because he's put up a shitload of tar. I can't stop saying it. Why is it ingrained into me? Great pick. Damn, I was going to take Marquise Brown there. Jay, yeah, we'll go with Cortland Sutton first to get my next wide receiver. Zach Ertz, he was terrible at the beginning of the year last year, and then he went nuts over the second half of the season. Obviously, when most people were hurt, we expect Dallas Goddard to play a bigger role, but like, he played a bigger role last year, and Ertz was still balling at the end of the year. I just feel like every, there's just something there that makes you uneasy about Zach Ertz. Like he's not a big play type guy. He doesn't have the explosiveness and the yak ability that Travis Kelsey does or Mark Andrews or George Kittle. So he's like the tier below because he doesn't have the upside that those guys have. But he has that like volume. He's going to be volumous, voluminous in the elite level of it. Uh, so like if Ertz continues to fall all the way into the sixth round, like I'm fine with it. Although you guys know I love Darren Waller. So i'm fine with either of those guys i'm fine fading tight ends too and just grabbing like a few of the later round guys uh that's primarily been my objective michael gallup so we had mark cooper at the 412 michael gallup at the 512 that is interesting to me that's that's too close for comfort cooper's a fourth round pick for me gallup is like a seventh or eighth round pick in my opinion gallup's a guy i could absolutely be wrong uh wrong about i, I- I just like I'm not sold on the talent level being enough to just command a shitload of targets And someone's gonna have to do a shitload counter in this offense with CD Lamb coming in and Blake Jarwin actually being like a thing in the passing game there you go Zach Ertz goes off at the 6-1 come on Tyler Boyd fall to me top dog top dog you're 0-1 on sniping me make it 0-2 make it 0-2 baby make my day make my day top dog we got quarterback wise and no one i could stack up yet hey good call there let me see what he's got there see like i don't know if i would have done that without having a stack there like if he was the one who took cooper or Gallup, i like the stack there or maybe he's projecting to take blake jarwin later but i went in on tyler boyd in tuesday's video We're talking about the must own later round wide receivers, which you guys should absolutely go watch that video. It's one of the better videos I've probably done this year. Uh, Tyler Boyd is just in the perfect position to smash with Joe Burrow. When we look at what Joe Burrow did at LSU last year, he targeted the slot wide receivers at a crazy, crazy rate. The air yards, the total pass attempts, the deep targets, everything. The touchdown rate was higher than 50% in all those categories going to the slot receiver and tyler boyd plays in the slot at a at a clip of 75 percent when aj green is on the field now aj green another guy who pulled the hammy like i ain't saying we told you so but hammy season is here hammy season is so here i can't get i can't stop getting tagged in, in miles sanders propaganda okay so keen now i have no shares of marvin jones i just i don't know what it is i just can't get on board with six round marvin jones someone convinced me why marvin jones is a good pick in the sixth round Someone has to convince me. Maybe I'm just looking at this. I mean, we have the quarterback coming back from an injury. We have Marvin Jones coming back from an injury. We have... I got to look at his numbers. Six points, four points, seven points, one point, two points. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely someone I guess I should get some shares up in best ball because we're not going to have to choose whether or not to start him but I, I don't know everyone's going nuts about how he's such a good redraft pick let me make sure this isn't half ppr first so the numbers look a little more normal like everyone's going nuts about how he's such a good season-long pick but like i'm good like trying to choose what weeks to start him like when are you starting him in, in those first eight weeks 8.6 points at that point you're like i'm not starting him so you take him out then he goes 19 so you put him back in nine three After he goes three, you're like, okay, I'm not starting Marvin Jones. Then he goes for 38. Then you start him, and then he gives you four, so you don't start him. Then he gives you 20. Like That's the problem with guys like Marvin Jones is like when you look at it from a real human perspective, the way that you make your sit-start decisions when you have a guy that's this inconsistent in terms of production makes it very, very difficult to select a guy like him. However, if your starting lineup is very big, then he makes a little bit more sense because you don't really have to deal with the sit start. If you have three wide receivers and then two flex plays, he's going to be in one of those starting lineups every week. But if you play like two wide receivers, two running backs, and one flex, then he's going to be a problem for you because you actually have to choose whether or not you want to throw him into your lineup. Okay, we're coming up in four picks. We have Deontay. This guy obviously watched my video with Tyler Boyd stats because I went nuts about Deontay Johnson as well. I really recommend you guys watching that video. It's called the must own wide receivers for late rounds. So I have three running backs. I have three wide receivers. Again, the software automatically starts the best quarterback and the best tight end in the starting lineup each week. You don't make any in-season moves. I should have prefaced this with the best part about drafting. The best part about fantasy football is drafting seven, six for Mark. I Hardman is just, it's just the same dude who went Marvin Jones. It was, I got to tell you, Dr. Uh, D. Porrell, I don't know how the fuck to say your name. I, I, I hate to shit on you because you might, might or may not be in my audience, this is just an egregious draft by you. It's very egregious. Mikko Hartman. Evan Silva had a great tweet the other day about Miko Hartman. Including playoffs, Chiefs wide receiver Miko Hartman played 13 games last season in which both Terry Hill and Sammy Watkins were active. He drew a combined 18 targets in those 13 games. Guys, oh, fuck. Don't pick A.J. Green. Fuck. Fuck.
1: Fuck. Someone's got to do a,
0: a mashup of all the times I've missed my pick and my reactions. They give me a fucking cue. They give me a Q. They give me a Q and I don't use it. And I never learn my lesson. I never learn it. I never. I wish they just had a spot like next. So they have QB, RB, WR, TE. I wish they had a HS for fucking guys with hamstring injuries. T.Y. Hilton, A.J. Green, off my board. I'm so pissed right now. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe T.Y. Hilton's back and he's the GOAT. But it ain't going to fucking happen. I'd rather have Michael, Michael Pittman, me Pittman. I'd rather have... I've, I've fucking gone off the rails. I've lost it. I've lost it. This video is just going downhill from here on out. I'm so pissed. I'm actually, like, so excited for... Me, the Michael Harbin guy to keep drafting. Like I want to see all of his picks now. I'm gonna be so pumped. Am I on the clock again? Oh fuck, I'm on the clock again. I like Julian Edelman a lot this year. He's getting wildly disrespected for someone who was fourth in the NFL in targets last year. Just the level of disrespect needs to stop. Needs stop. Needs stop. Needs stop. Jared Cook still going at 115. Makes no sense. He's my he's my guy every single time. Can I stack anyone here? Not yet. Nope, because I have none of those guys. So we're going to go Julian Edelman. We will have our fifth wide receiver. Right now, our team looks like Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, Leonard Fournette, Juju, Cortland Sutton, Tyler Boyd, T.Y. Hilton, Julian Edelman. Injury optimism, geriatric optimism. Hilton lands in all of those. A.J. Green lands in all of those. Big mistakes, usually. But I like how the squad's turning out so far because we could rip off a couple good quarterbacks. I might, like I said, stack Juju with Big Ben there. He's all the way down at 142, and then I'll probably stack another QB if I can. Maybe I'll go with like maybe I'll go with Joe Burrow, who's all the way down at 152. So I really don't have to worry about uh, paying up for quarterbacks. Maybe I'll stack Julian Edelman with Cam. So a lot of ways to go here, quarterback and then tight end. As always, I will grab two or three of these late round guys. Now TJ Hawkinson becomes interesting too because he came out and admitted that he was less than 100. And I'm not a fucking mind reader, but I could pretty much tell you what's going to happen. TJ Hawkinson is going to perform less than ideal. We're all high on him now. And then he's not going to play well this year. And he's going to have some games where he limps off the field. And then a report's going to come out in uh, March or April next year. And he's going to say, I played with my foot that was at 50% or was less than 100% or whatever and we're all going to do exact we're all going to say the exact same things about TJ Hawkinson next summer that we're saying right now but at the end of our analysis we're just going to say because he was less than 100%. He played on a bum foot last year. And we're going to act like we didn't have that information at hand right now, but we but we but we fucking do. So, I'm going to take the information that we have at hand. I'm not going to be optimistic about injuries and TJ Hawkinson Unless we continue to hear glaring reports about him at training camp about how good he looks, he's probably going to fall really far. If he starts to fall to like a tight end 15, 16 range, he'll be bike on my board. But for right now, for right now, off my board, off my board, off my board. Off my board. What do we got? Where do, who would my guy go with? Who
1: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket
0: fucking my boy go antonio gibson can't do it either i can't do it either man this guy's just going straight fucking upside the all upside team he might get he might finish last place but he might finish first place what who what the fuck do i know antonio gibson is just it's just you know we have no idea what his role is going to be literally none no idea the guy had 70 touches last year in college did they start him at slot wide receiver? Is he the third string running back? Does he come off the field for two and four minute drills for JD McKissick? It might sound ridiculous, but this is how NFL teams operate, right? It's not just throw the best player out there and let him touch the ball 20 times a game. Like they have specific roles in mind for specific players. And uh, there's a really, really high chance that Antonio Gibson just wildly disappoints this year. And it's been it's going to be because they're going to start using him in a weird way. Like Adrian Peterson is going to get most of the in between the in between the twenties tackled or um, carries. I don't think Antonio Gibson is going to get a lot of those. I, I think like he's his ceiling is going to be capped at like twelve to fourteen touches a game tops. So he makes me really nervous. DiPirelli, Pirelli, FFX. I think I got it right there. De Pirelli. Maybe he's Italian. Maybe he's in the mob. He's going to kill me for saying all this. That'd be nice. Let's see it. Wait, I want to guess before he makes the pick. Fuck. Uh I was thinking about Debo. I was like, all upside, but the injury, like, he's gonna miss the first six games. He would he would make that fucking pick. Deep you're my favorite. If you're in the if you watch this, can you please DM me on Twitter or email me info at bigdogsfantasy.com and I'm gonna give you free access to the big dogs draft guide. Not that you want it, because it's pretty much the opposite of everything you've done so far. But, but I just want to say I love you. Okay, so we're sitting here at the ninth, and uh, oh, I like me some Brandon Ayuk. We're just gonna rack up our skill players and just dominate, huh? Do I want to take? Do I want to take? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna fade at this point. I'm just gonna do it to be on brand. We're gonna fade uh, D Pirelli and take Brandon Ayuk here because he is exploding at camp, supposedly. And I I have very, very, very little faith in Nebo Samuel starting the year outside of the pup list, which means he's going to be gone for the first six weeks, which means Ayuk will be the number one outside wide receiver in San Fran there. So you give me Ayuk, and now I've got six wide receivers, three running backs, and I don't really have to do much other work. A couple other running backs that I love at this spot, like I still like Philip Lindsay in the 10th, 11th round, I think is a smash um, I like Chase Edmonds a lot. Boston Scott, I think, makes sense given the Miles Sanders injury news. I know he's also injured, but he's been injured for a while, so he should be coming back relatively soon. Justin Jackson is a guy that's not getting enough love. He's gonna be the RB2 here, and he's gonna get a lot of early down work. Justin Jackson is gonna get a lot of early down work in this Chargers offense, and you are gonna be happy that you drafted Justin Jackson at pick 165. These are probably my favorite late round running backs. I like Jarek McKinnon, I like Adrian Peterson. Y'all know I like Anthony McFarlane, but I actually looked at my ownership percentages. So that's something you could do that's cool on this app. Um, so, yeah, you could draft on the website like I'm doing now, but they also have a super, super smooth app. And when you go to drafts on the bottom, they got the menu on the bottom drafts. And then you go to completed. It gives you the ownership percentage. So right now, Anthony, McF- oh, geez, is ugly. Anthony McFarlane is literally my highest owned, uh, my highest owned player. Oh, shit, I'm on the clock. So we don't need a running back right now. So I'm going to fade that. Uh, Jared Cook got sniped by me. So now we're in the 10th. Gronk and eh, Hunter Henry and eh, TJ Hawkinson starting to fall now because people know we ain't with them shits. I'm going to go with Cam here all the way down in the 10th round. I think uh, in one quarterback league, I'm not worried about them using a fucking platoon. Uncle Bill knows what he's doing. There's going to be teams that buy into this shit. Like, You think teams are going to game plan for fucking Jared Stenum? Get the fuck out of here. Bill's playing mind games with them as usual. What movie is that from? I was like, focus, focus. You know what I should do from now on? I think a lot of you guys think I take drugs before these videos. I should I should get together like five or six different types of drugs, and I should use one of them each week. And then you guys have to guess which drug I used for the video. Probably wouldn't be that hard. It might be tough to decipher between like ecstasy and cocaine. I wonder if I have to bleep that out or YouTube's going to fucking take it out on me. Uh, I shouldn't have even said any of that. I'm sorry. Is that a good idea? I feel like that's a really good idea, a really fun idea. I don't think I would tell you that I was doing that experiment, though. I just would see if there was any comments about it. Okay, sorry. Let's talk football. Hey, Pirelli goes with Chase Edmonds. I like that pick, my guy. I think 10th round Chase might be a little early, but all in all the pick was a pick i can get on board with people have been convincing me of sterling shepherd that sterling shepherd should be the guy to buy in 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 blue i don't know if i i don't know if i believe that i would rather just take darius slayton this late in the draft and give me the week-to-week upside where he might give you 25 points in a given week you know you know Manuel Sanders is just not a guy that I'm buying into either. This could be this could be a guy I'm wrong about. Emmanuel Sanders, I just tend to fade guys that I know are out of their prime and they're old and they're switching teams and I got to take a pee. I got to take a peeps. I'm serious. I'm moving Justin Jackson all the way up here. He's my he's my next running back off the board. Remember how excited we were going into last season cuz people people were really arguing with me on Twitter about how Justin Jackson was going to get 50% of the work. And I was like, "You stupid mother I would never actually say that. But I was like, Austin Eckler's infinitely better as a running back than Justin Jackson is. Austin Eckler's going to get a lot more work than Justin Jackson. And I was told that that was a bad take. That's just what I was told on Twitter. This time around, we should be excited about Justin Jackson, okay? Justin Jackson, when healthy, is going to get work in this offense. Joshua Kelly is being designated to fucking cleanup duties in the kitchen right now, okay? Joshua Kelly's not going to make an impact this year. I like that Damian Harris pick right there for you, Benny Blanco. As much as I liked Sony Michelle about two months ago, gotta hate him now. I'm, I'm 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 unbiased when it comes to injuries, guys. If they're there, I'm fading. Like this is where I should take Daniel Jones or Aaron Rodgers, but I'm gonna fade for Big Ben. What a dumb fucking choice by me. What are the tight ends we got here? Oh, I love me some Jonu. I don't have a tight end yet. So we're going with we're going with a few of these uh high upside, later round breakout tight ends. And then we're gonna hit Justin Jackson. Next, i am gonna put a couple of these guys on the board. Ooh, I love me some Chris Herndon right now. Hooper deserves to be on there. Uh, do I have any Philly? I'm not really drafting Dallas Goddard much this year. Blake Jarwin, I'll diversify. Ian Thomas. So we're going to queue up a lot of guys just in case we miss on some of them. So this will probably be my order of guys. Adrian Peterson's like a lock for volume. So I kind of still like him, even though we're getting a little bit earlier and earlier on him. I got to pee again. I got to get some water. So I'll be back in a few. Yeah, yeah. So we got our boy Jay Jackson. And I did it while peeing from the app. As you can see, there was 10 seconds left. And a ghost came out of nowhere and made the pick. Lo and behold, it was not a ghost. It was I, Nicholas. Alan Lazard, supposedly the entrenched wide receiver two there in Green Bay. He's interesting because his athletics tell us that he's interesting. Listening to a podcast with Matt Harmon, who does a reception perception, and he he briefly went through Lazard, and he said he's kind of an average route runner. He's not someone who's going to beat you at separation. But anyone who's got this size-speed combo, 6'3", 225, Uh, 87th percentile with adjusted speed score, good burst score, really productive in college, almost a 30 percent college target share broke out 71st percent, uh, 71st percentile. So those are like the predictive measures you want to see early breakout ages. You want to see a high college target share and you want to see guys built like an alpha. So the intrigue behind Alan Zard makes a lot of sense. We just have to figure out whether or not the wide receiver two in the Green Bay offense is worth rostering. Now, there was a small report on Twitter today about Devontae Adams. Supposedly, he got hurt, limped off the field, but then came back onto the sidelines with his helmet. Packers had a bit of a scare when wide receiver Devontae Adams limped off the field with an apparent leg injury. After going inside for a few minutes, he came back to the sideline, helmet in hand. I don't know what that actually means. Um, because literally, you could have one leg and hold a – fucking helmet on the sideline so we don't know that that's what scares me about these guys going off like is it a turf toe because that's going to be a month is it a high ankle sprain because that's going to be two to three weeks plus lingering for two to three weeks you know maybe just a bruise maybe he's fucking fine but we don't know that so it is something to monitor there if Adams misses time obviously Lazard is going to see a huge bump up would also mean a big bump up for Aaron Jones because as we have alluded to many many times Aaron Jones is someone that benefited greatly from Devontae Adams being on the sideline in his receiving game. Got all three of his receiving touchdowns with Devontae Adams on the sideline. He averaged way more receptions, targets, and yards per game through the air when Adams was sidelined. So, again, something to monitor. And I did say on Twitter today, the NFL kickoff is, and in the Miles Sanders video, the NFL kickoff is on September 10th. Usually it's the week prior, which means that Sunday – september 13th is when the first games start so any of these injuries happening now they get an extra week of rest oh you hate to see that benny blanco you hate you hate you hate to see it it takes darius geis i would argue that uh, aj Dillon is going to be just as valuable as darius geis is this year so we still got one quarterback uh we've got four running backs we've got two tight ends when the oh this isn't even my team I was like what skirt yeah we're gonna go with AP here and round out our volume we're we're gonna round out the the team name is shitload of volume okay that's gonna be my team name I wish I could change my team name mid-draft so we're gonna have 200 carries a week in between the 20s that's what all my guys are gonna get pretty much. Mixon, Chubb, Fournette, Jackson and Peterson are gonna be the in, in between the twenties, seventeen carry a week guys. I'm not happy about it. This team went downhill quickly. Now I actually don't hate this team at all. Um a lot of floor plays, I feel like, on the wide receiver thing. Juju, Sutton, Boyd, Edelman, Ayuk. They all seem like floor plays to me. Jonu Smith, I should have taken another tight end, but there are a couple of guys at the end of the tight end list that, even all the way down here, uh, get me a little bit excited. You have Blake Jarwin, you have Irv Smith. I don't hate Jay Sternberger for the same reason that we don't really know who the second passing option person in Green Bay is. Uh, I like. I can't believe Dawson Knox is going all the way down here. It doesn't make sense to me. It just it, it just don't make no damn sense. I also think people should take a second look at. I don't know if I want to say this live on air. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to not say it live on air. Okay, so all my favorite tight ends were taken. And that leaves us with Jarek McKinnon. I don't want to take McKinnon right now. I don't think I have my second quarterback. No. So we're going to do that stack with Joey Burrow and Tyler Boyd. I like that. Okay, I like Joe Burrow in a, in his own right as a quarterback in, in one quarterback leagues this year. A very sneaky, sneaky level of... Rushing ability that he brings to the game, as well as obviously a very strong arm. Hopefully, what he did last year at LSU will translate onto the NFL field. Uh, I think it will. He was one of the most fun prospects to watch, and he has touch all over the field. Again, with a little bit of sneaky athleticism, and you partner him up with Boyd, I think him and Boyd are going to fucking make magic this year. I wouldn't be surprised if Boyd pops off for twelve or thirteen hundred yards. I'll bring up the chart. I'll do it. I'll done do it. So Burrow's overall numbers. Let me make sure I have guys in the queue now we're thirteen picks away. Are we good. Burrow's overall numbers are on the top row, and then Burrow just throwing to receivers from the slot. fifty percent of his completions to the slot, fifty two percent of his passing yards to the slot, fifty four percent of his air yards, sixty percent of his touchdowns. His touchdown rate went up by two and a half percent when throwing to the slot. Boyd is going to be that guy, and I am excited to see him get some deep balls last uh, next year from. Burrow in the slot, because Burrow's extreme deadly accurate on the deep ball. Boyd has caught 13 of 13 catchable deep targets over the last two years. Doesn't get a lot of them, but when he does, when he does, he sprinkles that pixie dust in that blunt and smokes that shit. That was the drug of choice before this video, the Boyd blunt. Tyler Boyd blunt Thursdays. Thou shall forever rename remain nameless I also think Darrell Henderson makes a little bit of sense too now he's dropping into the 14th 15th round I was not a fan of Durrell Henderson coming out you could ch- that's on the record I don't think he was a great prospect I think there is a, ch- a chance that he makes a lot more noise than he's starting to get credit for based on his draft position I I think there's a decent chance that him and Cam Akers like split the backfield 50-50 and Darrell Henderson is explosive so if he could find some holes or get more involved in the passing game He could put up, he could silently put up 12 touches and flirt with like 8 to 12 fantasy points a game. I don't know why, but this theory, this thought process has started to hit me a little bit as of late. And uh, I feel like Darrell Henderson all the way down here is starting to become a decent pick. We're also hearing a lot of noise about Jarek McKinnon at camp looking like his old self. And we know in Shanahan's backfield, we just have no fucking idea what to expect. So we expect the unexpected. So don't take Mostert at the 65th pick overall. Fade Tevin Coleman if you want at the eighty-fifth pick overall, but Jarek McKinnon at the hundred and sixty-fifth pick overall, we smash that button. I like the DeAndre Washington pick. Ooh, ooh! Ah, I got so hard seeing that Jacob Sanders stack with Robinson, AJ Brown. Good lord, it's a good team. Good, good team over there. Good team over there. Djj got sniped on my other tight end. I will tell you what, I am. uh I went a little too heavy on the skill position players, probably. The ends of my team. If if the bread, the quarterback and the tight ends, the bread doesn't fall apart. Then the team can do really well. Like the meats inside of it is beautiful. It's, it's ham, it's salami, it's provolone, it's pepperoni. But I tell you what, we put it on like whole wheat bread. And that's what we're looking at right now. Actually, the quarterbacks aren't terrible. Maybe that's like a roll, but the bottom is a bread. You ever eaten a sandwich with two separate types of bread to close it? Now that's fucking something to think about. Dawson Knox get on my team the other thing to be careful of obviously when you're drafting in best ball make sure that your quarterbacks and your tight ends, since you're probably going only going to own two or three of them they're not on the same buys okay I also don't know if anyone's actually done a study of whether or not that matters because if they're not on the same buy if they're on the same buy then you get double the chance every other week of having a really good quarterback but you'd have to say okay maybe I miss out on 20 points So, you have to ask yourself I miss out on 20 points for one week because they're both on the same buy. Over the course of the season, does having both of them start every single week offset the 20 extra points? I don't know. I'm not going to do the math. I don't know where my TI 83 calculator is, so I'm not going to figure it out live on television, but someone could probably figure it out for me. Okay. So we are heading into the 16th round, and I will have two more picks after this. How do you decide how many players you want at each position? I don't know, to be honest with you. I usually end up with five running backs, seven wide receivers, and then depending on which is the stronger of the quarterback tight end dichotomy, I will take three in those positions, if that doesn't make sense. I wonder how many... uh views that Miles Sanders video has already. I like doing breaking news videos on on uh on Twitter or on uh on YouTube because they just get an absurd amount of views and we're we're going we're, it's, listen, it's brick by brick here at Big Dogs, brick by brick. We've been doing this for like 5 years now, click by click, all right? So if we see a good clickbait opportunity, we take that shit and we run with it. Look at the disrespect hunt for Rentro Runfro starting to get you guys act like he's not going to play the slot. He's going to play the slot this year. He's going to play the fucking slot in Oakland this year. And you guys are absurd for not thinking so. Use your, turn your brain on. Turn your turn your fucking brain on, people. Hunter Renfro, let's get this bread. Let's get this bread, fro. I'm so annoying. I would. I, I don't know how you guys listen to my videos. Holy shit! I just put this out an hour and fifty nine minutes ago, and we got five thousand views on it. Let's see all the fucking negative thumbs down and the the bullshit comments. Ninety eight point seven percent like rate. That's nice. Someone's going to fucking talk shit and make me upset, though. Make me sad. Sounds like he's holding back tears. I was sad. I was sad. It was very sad. Okay. So people aren't being mean. No one's bullying me right now. I started a a highlight on my Instagram. If you guys aren't following me, uh, again, it's over there in the top right of the video. At Nick Urcolano. I started an Instagram highlight that's called getting bullied on the internet. So all the people that bully me on YouTube, I'll post the best, the best uh, YouTube comments. So if you want to be featured, you just say something really mean and or funny. I'd rather you not do that, but, but you know, everyone wants their 15 minutes. I don't blame you. I'd give it all back if I could. I'll tell you what, I worked out a little while ago and I don't, I don't really smell that good. I don't smell good. I smell kind of bad when you smell yourself and you think it might be bad that's when you know it's probably really fucking bad most people will say it's the same thing with like haircuts if people notice that your hair if they're if someone says something to you like oh you need a haircut you're already like two weeks or no it's probably getting bad but once you notice it's bad you're you're really late on it you're like two weeks late probably the same thing goes with smell i don't know really where i was going with that point Okay, I re- you know what I realized? Like at the end of these videos, I stopped talking about fantasy football altogether. I just forget that we're doing a fantasy football draft. So we have Denzel Mims dealing with an injury. I like Mohamed Sanu late in these drafts. I do like Mohamed Sanu late in the drafts. I think he has a good floor over there in New England. I think uh, he was banged up last year, but now he's back and healthy, and Cam Newton likes throwing to his athletes. Mohamed Sanu will probably see five to six targets a game, but I think he's a good 16th rounder. Denzel Mims is hurt. I hate that. So, again, I'm not drafting players going to the year injured. Joshua Kelly, I think he's going to be a special teams player. Corey Davis, nope. O.J. Howard, nope. Derek Carr, love that pick. Love that pick. So we wrapped up our must-own running backs and wide receiver videos, right, rounds one through nine for both positions. I think next week's Monday or Tuesday video is going to be just a combination of must-own for quarterback and tight ends because you guys are asking about them. I'm going to give you a sneak preview. Derek Carr is going to be all the way the fuck in there. Go Antonio Brown would highly suggest against drafting him in best ball. He's going to be suspended for at least six games, probably half the year. If he does end up signing with any team that's psychotic enough to sign his psychotic ass. Will Disley, a guy I've been wrong on for like four years running. So whatever, I'm not even going to say anything. because whatever I say about him is going to be the opposite. Brian Hill, love that pick. Todd Gurley, never Todd Gurley. That's the, that's the slogan for 2020. Traquan Smith. Yeah, no. He's had two years to prove that he could do anything, and now they bring in Emmanuel Sanders, so I'm, I'm good there. I like Russell Gage, similar to where Mohamed Sanu, uh, that analysis went. I like Russell Gage there as a slot wide receiver who should see five to six targets a game. Carlos Hyde, I guess I don't hate it because if we're being unbiased about injuries, you know, Chris Carson's coming into the year injured. Alshon Jeffrey's definitely coming into the year injured. Do not draft Alshon Jeffrey in best ball Where are we at? Do I need to get a third tight end? Yeah, I probably do. We're going to go Greg Olson. I feel like he might low-key be the starting tight end in Seattle this year. I hate to do it, and I wouldn't have picked that if we weren't with four seconds left on the clock. I probably would have gotten Tyrod Taylor there, and I still might with my 18th round pick, unless there's someone on the board. Should I go with a sixth running back? Not Devonta Freeman. Not any of these guys. I might take Edo Smith just out of spite to Todd Gurley. Most of the intention I have behind drafts is strictly spiting Todd Gurley. I have to post a daily reminder. I posted this daily reminder yesterday for people not to draft Todd Gurley. I'm such a fucking loser. All I do is just make memes all day and get bullied on the internet. It's out of control. Hey, don't forget to... Uh, don't forget to download the underdog fantasy app if you want to draft with me if you want to do these drafts with me and you want to prepare for your fantasy draft in the best way possible this is how you do it you go to the itunes store you search underdog you download the fantasy app you deposit 10 bucks 15 bucks 200 bucks i'm pretty sure i did 50 bucks because you guys fucking bullied me and i got under i actually started filming this video and i realized i had no money in my account so it took like an extra 40 minutes. So I just restarted the video, but I had to put $50 into my account to do this. And uh, they suckered me in bad. So don't be a sucker. The, you can put $50 in. You'll be good for like 10 drafts or like 20 drafts, actually. Uh, make sure you put the, the the code BDGE in the partner code box, okay? In the patent back, code box when you do. I actually look kind of like Darrell Williams, too. I'm just mumbling at this point. Uh, you probably shouldn't take Jalen Hurd, guys. No one take Jalen. I feel like uh, D. Pirelli is going to take J- Jalen Hurd. No doubt in my mind. Never been so sure about anything in my life. Someone take Tyrod? No, no one took Tyrod. I love that. Do we take a running back? Nah, we're gonna we're gonna run with Tyrod. We are gonna run with Tyrod. No pun intended. So that's gonna wrap up my draft, and I'm embarrassed to show you the team. I always oh, you know what? It's probably like not a good sign when every time I finish a draft, I'm embarrassed to show you guys it this is a draft board and my team is on the right here we are the 109 so we have mixon chubb juju leonard fournette corlton sutton tyler Boyd, T.Y. hilton julian element brandon Ayuk. i really like the uh skill position stacks i have actually cam newton jonah smith justin jackson ap joe burrow dawson knox hunter renfro greg olson tyrod taylor give me a thumbs up if you hate my team That is the only way I'm going to make sure that this video stays immaculate and it's a complete thumbs up to thumbs down 100% ratio. Give me a thumbs down if you love my team. Zero thumbs down. It's fucking beautiful. Okay, okay. That's going to be today's video. Let me big screen it for y'all. Let me go Hollywood on y'all. Yeah. That's it for today's video. Again, go download the Underdog Fantasy app. You could use it on the website. You could use it on the app. You can come draft with me. Take a screenshot and show me that you deposited 10 bucks with my partner code. And I will invite you to draft with me. Every Thursday we do it, but we, we we actually film it on Wednesdays. We put the video out on Thursdays. So you could be famous. You could be on television. All right, that's all I got. I love y'all. Till tomorrow's Fade the Public episode.